You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. We're just going to give a quick recap on um, uh, how it's been going with the podcast. We launched The One Relationship uh, last week and appreciate everybody's support, uh, personal messages, comments, ratings, reviews, subscriptions, downloads, all of it, (laughs) everything. It's been uh, it has been a joyous amount of energy over the last week or so. And uh, this Monday, uh, which was two days ago, we released a new episode, uh, our first full episode, actually, with uh, Ron and Rachel Cool. Ron is actually the guy that, uh, um, that's sort of weird there, that actually produces our podcast. (laughs) It's just ceiling. And um, he, in listening to it, he was like, oh, it's kind of weird because of the ceiling. In listening to it, though, he really resonated with the message. And uh, him and his Rachel, him and his Rachel, him and his (laughs) wife, Rachel, uh, were were really amazing to listen to. And a lot of people said that um, they wanted to hear from other married couples. And so that's exactly uh, that's exactly what we brought you. We brought you uh, a married couple. They're both on their second marriage. And, um, you know, they have a great perspective. They work together. I feel like they, they sort of check so many boxes that I think so many people can relate to. They met because they work together. They've both been married before. Ron had kids before. She didn't have kids. They have a, an age gap that's even bigger than ours. And, you know, we're over 10 years apart. Um, so a lot of things that I thought were super, super relatable about this couple, uh, Ron and Rachel Cool, and um, very different people as well, just like we're very, very different people um, and get along and, and, and appreciate each other's differences. And we're really finding that the ability to appreciate somebody's difference uh, is literally no more energy than the ability to get annoyed with somebody's difference. Yeah, this was something that we, uh, Tanner and I, learned through our therapy of how to uh, celebrate each other's differences, how to see the differences as a positive, not as a negative, to uh, em- and almost embrace them and see that it's, it's part of their talent and how... You know, Tanner brings that to the table. I'll bring my differences to the table and then how we can make them work together um, and not create friction. And Rachel and Ron did the same thing. You know, they see themselves very similarly to how how we do, where there are these differences, um, but they they use them as a way to uh, connect and be stronger and uh, really just make their marriage that much better. It's almost, it's like, as our therapist says, it's like a superpower, right? Like we have these superpowers. And so I think it's really important for couples to recognize, like 
you know, you hear the the phrase opposites attract, and there's a there there is some truth to that that opposites attract. Uh, they can't be so opposite where you're not foundationally in sync. And I think that's where sometimes people get tripped up a little bit. Foundationally, you have to be in sync in order for your for your relationship to work, for your marriage to work. Uh, Ron and Rachel have that. Uh, they knew, you know, there was just certain things that were going to be fundamentally uh, the same in their marriage, uh, just like Tanner and me. And then, um, and then you just celebrate the differences and you figure out how to make them jive and work together. It's the yin and yang kind of thing. Um, and it was great. It was just really great to hear from them and hear their perspective. And they put God first and foremost. And when, you know, God leads, then, uh, you know, everything just tends to just fall into place um, when you, when you trust that, that guidance. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just a really great conversation. So you can check out their episode on our podcast this week. And next week. So this, this will actually go up as an episode. If you're live. Awesome. Thank you for Thank tuning you. in live. And uh, if not, you'll be hearing this Friday on the podcast and uh, we'll release a pre-recorded episode every Monday, uh, like an interview that we had from Rachel and Ron. Uh, we, this coming Monday, uh, what's that, 28th or something? Uh, yeah. You'll hear from us. You'll hear a little bit more about the origin of uh, the concept of the one relationship and uh, just things that we have planned and, and just like really what's on our heart around this concept and, and all the research that we've done uh, around relationships and all the feedback that we've gotten. And uh, we want the, the other thing, and I'll talk a little bit more, I guess, in that episode, but for this, I'm fascinated with a couple of things right now that I'm not <laughs> able to get out of my head. Uh, one of those is the concept of uh, what did we decide? It was It's like Dear Abby or Ann Landers, but basically like, and I'm sort of like just old enough, I guess, to actually remember magazines and uh, you know, like print, print at scale. Like when people got their information from newspapers print, and magazines right. and print, uh, I never really have, but I, I know people that, you know, rely on things that are printed. Um, so what I, what I'm fascinated with though, is that those columns, those Dear Abby, those Ann Landers, those columns where people would write about their relationships and uh, even more fascinated with the fact that like they were usually anonymous, right? Mm -hmm. It was usually like signed, you know, sleepless in Seattle or <laughs> anxious in Austin or like whatever. <laughs> and uh, and there's such a I mean, quite frankly, uh, I think this is why porn is so popular, because there's there's such a desire uh, of voyeurism, of like seeing into somebody else's life and somebody else's relationship and just just voyeurism. And the internet has 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 exposed that at scale. Uh, a porn, you know, by far and away, you can look at the top most visited sites and within the top 10, aside from Facebook, Google and the and YouTube and the common ones are porn sites. Uh, it's just data. It's just facts. And so one, uh, there's a lot of people out here that think that's a problem and, and it is a problem and it's causing problems in, in marriages and relationships. Uh, it's creating these situations and these circumstances in people's heads that are like fantasy and, and not real. Um, but I think that comes from wanting like this voyeurism. And so we really, I, I do, Kate's going along for the ride with me, but like <laughs> I'm fascinated with um, 
uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, Somebody talking about something else. I'm fascinated with this idea of uh, voyeurism. Uh, voyeurism on people's relationships in a healthy manner. And so we're going to try to try to bring our own version of like a digital anonymous and Landers dear Abby situation, which is why we ask people to text us their questions at that number 720-459-4219. That's 720-459-4219. Yes, you've got to give us your contact info so we know who you are. Uh, we will keep your stuff, uh, your question and your name uh, as it relates to your your or your information as it relates to your question. Uh, we'll be anonymous. We'd love for you to sign it, though. Give us like a, we're going to start doing like pr- get contests for like the best sign off name or <laughs> pen name or whatever you call it. Like, I don't know. I got to yeah. look up some other ones. Again, to keep yourself anonymous, but still be able to submit a question we can help with that um, and then have a little fun with it with some, some prizes and stuff. So it'll be cool to see what people come up with. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we got, uh, we got a couple of questions. Check out Rachel and, and Ron's interview. Um, we're on an abbreviated time scale. Otherwise we would talk a little bit more about that, but um, check it out. It was extremely valuable. And I think the thing that we learn from that is like we really enjoy talking to other couples about their marriage. Uh, and it can be weird for some people. Some people can enjoy it. But I think there was a mutual growth between us and them around like, hey, they said some things that stirred up some thoughts inside of us. We said some things that, you know, got some questions and conversation out of them that that maybe they wouldn't. You, I love you talk, I, I was going to say I, I love um I love the conversation just around dishes. We just started talking about dishes, which is such a common thing in the household, right? Who does the dishes? How do you load the dishwasher? Uh, Do you, you know, do you do it the right way? You know, is there a right way? Uh, There is more than one right way to load the dishwasher. But, you know, it's just everyday stuff like that, uh, that we really, uh, you know, know, we recognize that, that sometimes can create friction. Like, I could get really uptight over sort of like the stupid things of like, how did you load the dishwasher or which way do you put the toilet paper roll on up, you know, over or under. And, and it's like those little things that really don't have to be a big deal. And, uh, and I used to make them a big deal. Uh, I I really did. In fact, (laughs) if my cousin is watching uh, or listens to this at any point, uh, I lived with my cousin, Stephanie for, uh, a short time, year, year and a half, something like that. And, um, and she always put the toilet paper under, that's how she thought it was the right way. And I always thought it was to go over. And it was literally this point of contention while we lived with each other. And it's like, really, does this, does that need to be the case? Uh, so now I've learned, Stephanie, you'll be proud to know that I do not get really upset over <laughs> the toilet paper roll, but it never fails you always put it under. You don't even pay attention. He doesn't even pay attention to it, and it's always under. How dare I? I know. And I actually thought about it the other the other day. Well, yeah. Now we're talking about it, but we've never. And talked I still about didn't it. make an adjust. I was like, I'm just going to put it in, and I'm going to see. And I was like, oh, that's that thing we talked about. But and and yeah. Heather's here. Yeah. Uh, Heather, hey Heather. If you haven't got it, we may be just a few minutes. <laughs> uh, it goes over. 
It goes over. But does not really matter. It does not really matter. Yeah. And and uh, whatever. The point being is, you know, talking with Ron and Rachel, like, it's just those little things that come up in marriage when you're two different people and you've learned to operate a certain way that's different now from your spouse. Uh, and, 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 you know, you just have to say, like, do we really need to argue about this or can we move on to the things that are more important? And so it was just kind of a funny conversation that we, we had uh, with those guys during the, during the interview. Got any questions? We have several questions. Sweet. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we have several questions. So I'm going to start with what we got first, uh, which was right before we got on. Um, So it's around basically getting over. And I think a lot of these tie together, uh, which is what's so powerful about we had like over a thousand. uh, How do I get to put it as clothes (laughs) in the the hamper? hamper. Don't know. I still haven't figured that one out. No, yet. his clothes are still or to put away <laughs> well, the she hasn't or figured put that away one out the clean clothes. But here here's the thing Ooh, is get that, a housekeeper. that um I think us being able to see people's we we had almost a thousand responses to the survey before we started the podcast about what people wanted to listen to. So thank you for that. Uh these questions coming into this texting service, which is super super helpful. And we're like, oh, we're engaging. Like yeah. I just asked, like for the people I could, I'm asking clarifying questions, I'm offering some insight here. And and I want to say this: like we don't have an expert complex. Uh we've just been through a lot in in our lives and relationships with divorce and you know dead in relationships and uh, we spent tons of of time and money on you know therapy and personal development and courses and like it's all coming together for us that like this is so heavy at least the way I feel like the division amongst men and women and couples and families is like so heavy right now because everything else is divided and fragmented that like I, I don't we just feel like we're we're not able to do anything other than focus on this right now. Uh, and oftentimes a lot of what is helpful is just an outside perspective from somebody who has maybe been in similar shoes. And so that is our goal here is to offer perspective, offer insight, offer a new way to look at things based on our own personal experience and uh, tons and tons of time and training we've spent over the last few years on this. Number one, Robert says, always communicate. And that is true. And that was the biggest uh, issue that uh, that people identified in our survey. But I think communication is such a multifaceted topic oh and, it, gosh, so and it manifests itself through some of these questions that we got. So let's start with the first one, which was about a man Now, the wife is asking, you know, how to get over an emotional affair. And so I asked a few more clarifying questions, uh, which basically her husband of 14 years, they have a kid together, um, was for six plus months, uh, essentially like texting with this girl in their local area, stopped by her work, uh, never physical, but clearly like emotionally um, you know, cheating, stepping out on, on the relationship. And when caught uh and and confronted you know basically was like hey it's not you it's me uh you know low self-esteem midlife crisis like all of these things and he was just seeking attention at like the easiest place to get attention which appeared to be this you know i don't know if she was younger i don't know what the scenario was with this other woman um and so i think that i i had a situation uh, in my marriage that uh, 
was physical. First physical, yeah. First marriage. <laughs> um, previous marriage was physical cheating, uh, and I found out through a couple of ways uh, that sort of confirmed what was going on, uh, which sucked. And I thought, like in my mind, I thought, like, oh, this is the end of it. And and you know what I was concerned about is like, oh, if people found out what had happened, and I stayed with her. They would be like, well, you can't like what th those are terms for divorce and leaving. Right. So I originally allowed external thoughts and external like, well, what should I do? And then I thought about it more and I was like, well, you know what? Stuff happens. And this was before I had done any personal development, anything. I just was like, things happen. I understand how this situation happened and really like. I, I have to make a decision now in the moment of making of, of like the, the issue of whether I'm going to leave her or whether I'm going to accept what went on, uh, forgive her and then move forward. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of this stuff is it like binary decision, right? You need to make a decision. Uh, uh, is that a, is that a divorceable offense or is that a, okay, I understand uh, you screwed up. It's not that you need to be wrong about it. And you need some level of commitment, I believe, from your partner for how that area of your life is going to get better. Because what she goes on to say is like, now he's like, he got caught. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's a midlife crisis. But now he's like still in communication with her, just like surface, like sending memes and forward. Like they're still talking. There's still a connection there. So I, um, I had a similar situation, a guy I was dating and, uh, same thing. I found out that he, uh, had a physical, um, uh, affair or whatever, you know, we weren't married, but, and, uh, I came back and of course just heartbroken and devastated and did ask the same question, you know, how do I have trust again? And as Tanner was saying, you have to just recognize, like, is this something that you're willing to work through to get to a place of forgiveness and then build the trust back up? Or is it like, I can't like this, I can't even deal with this. I'm moving on. And you, um, and you, and you find the way to exit. Um, now, granted, I, we were not married and, and, and kids were not involved. So that definitely, I understand plays a factor, but what I was able to do was get to a place with him that we were able to work out and figure out like, well, where did this come from? Because when, when any kind of affair happens, it's, it's two-sided. What is, you know, what is the, uh, certainly the person in, in the action is, is wrong, uh, and, and is not committed the way that they intended and, and said that they were going to be uh, committed. However, where, where is that stemming from? Is there something that is missing that this person is looking for that is not getting in the committed relationship? So, you know, what, what work are you willing to do to help bring this person back to you? What is this other person who did the, you know, the act the the cheating what are they going to do to come back and build the trust? Uh, I personally don't think that having communication with the uh, the other woman, the other man, uh, is is leading the charge of I want to repair this and move forward. So that's however the conversations are going, or you know whatever. Uh, I I don't think that that's. Um, 
that's that's really fair for um, making amends and finding a way to move forward. Uh, so that's that's a further conversation that you have to have and figure out like, can you cut ties with this person or not? Like it took a, it took a little bit, but the guy I was dating ultimately stopped having connection with this other woman. Um, and that was, then we were able to really work on us and figure out like, is this going to work? And, and it did, we got to a good place, but ultimately just, we weren't right for each other. And so we broke up, but we broke up for the reasons that we weren't right for each other, not because of the cheating. Chris says, uh, most of the time it's sex, isn't it? I think he's talking about like cheating. Um, so here's the, here's the deal. I mean, sure. That's kind of the typical cheating, I think there's a lot more of uh, emotion, this this emotional cheating going on than probably anybody realizes, right? The 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 ability to have messaging and see stuff online, and you know, easy access, and it seems inconsequential. Um, whereas sex is like, whoa, we know we've crossed the line there because uh, it's physical and it's a you know sacred act for most people. Some people have open marriages, you know, whatever they whatever floats your boat. But for for many people, like that is a sacred act. Um, and so if you cross that line, that's a pretty clear line. Whereas like, oh, I was just texting. Oh, I just did this. Oh, I just did that. It seems inconsequential. I'm gonna say that it all comes from the same place though. It all comes from the fact that you're putting your energy towards somebody other than your spouse who you committed to putting your energy towards. And most of it is driven by actually what um, this woman said that her husband told her, which is like, it's not about you. The person that's being cheated on, it's not actually about you and, and anything that you lack. It's about them. And it's about them lacking their own self-confidence. So they need to self-control self-control. Well, yeah, but, but mostly confidence and insecurity. So it's like, Oh, I need to go get my needs met by somebody else. That's going to give me the attention. And oftentimes it's easier in our mind to do that from somebody that we don't know because it's quick, it's easy. It's on the surface. There's not, you know, years of fighting and undone and, and un unkept promises and all that other stuff standing in the way of, you know, you being intimate with your spouse, right? So people build up all this emotional baggage and garbage between themselves. And then that interferes in your intimacy. And so you're like, well, I'm just going to step out either emotionally or physically to get this need met. Because it's way too challenging to to repair this emotional scar, these emotional scars between me and my spouse. So it's just it just becomes easier. But it's not about the person that's been cheated on. It's about the cheater. So if you can look at it that way and go, okay, yeah, you're right. You were insecure. You did this. You did that. Uh, and then this ties into uh, uh, Amy's question, who comments here and also sent a text about. Um, you know what? So let's say that happens or just in general, uh, you have a spouse saying, yes, I want this. I want that. OK, we're aligned. We're going to go do this. But then the actions don't actually line up. Right. And so there's no like forward progress in the relationship because one spouse is not holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a two way street. Look, it's got to be a two way street in order to have a strong marriage. And if you're going to have to repair for whatever reason, 
it's got to be a two-way street for you both to repair things and and to say, yeah, we want um, our future to be uh, better and stronger than what was in the past. I mean, you both, uh, I mean, I know there are people who say like, oh, it just takes one. Um, but I, I really believe that, you know, both have to make, both have to make an effort. Both have to be engaged enough to say, uh, I'm willing to do some work uh, to to get us to a healthy place in our relationship. And and on Instagram, yeah, Say says the just, trust could never be fixed. Moving forward is moving out. Listen, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I just I think it's a choice. And I think people that find themselves yeah. married after usually a decade plus got a kid, two, three, five wrapped up in the house, right? Like you bind all these things to get together, marriage and kids. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, I hate this person that I am living with and had kids with because of their actions. And so uh, we're not proponents of divorce. We're also not proponents of like, hey, stay in a miserable marriage, right? right. So I think that there is something uh, there is somewhere in the middle of like, you need to, uh, you, you, well, so, so Amy says his progress has basically fallen in my lap. Um, it's his work to do it, So it is. And, it, but I think here's the thing is that we have control in our, of our relationships much more than we think we have control. And here's what I mean is that a lot of people, uh, and we saw this with one of our, our personal coaching clients yesterday. A lot of people are so wrapped up in the story of like being wronged by the other person. She did this. He did that. This was said, whether that's your spouse or in this case, like the ex-wife wife of her spouse, like whatever it is, we get so wrapped up in like how wronged we have been by other people. I don't disagree with that. I don't discredit that. The problem is, is it doesn't matter. Like, not to be mean, but it it just doesn't matter. Like, you can't take all of these past hurts, you know, to the bank or to the to the emotional exchange, and all of a sudden be like, "Hey, I'd like to trade in <laughs> all of these past hurts for a warm hug." Like, it just it doesn't work that way, right? And so, you have to have control of your relationship in the sense of like, you know what? I might have been wronged once and twice and a hundred times. I have the option though. If I am choosing to stay in this relationship, then I need to choose to accept what the behavior is of the other person. And if that person is committed to making changes with that behavior, then great. And we should know what that's going to look like. And if they're not committed to making changes to that behavior, and I haven't really held them to that as a as an ultimatum, then like you need to accept that you're staying in the relationship knowing their behavior. Mm -hmm. Not that you're staying in the relationship being and being like, yeah, but see, like, look what they're doing. No, 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 because that doesn't work. That's not in your control. I'm in the relationship. I know the behavior. I'm going to learn how to deal with it. And you might go, well, that kind of sucks because then the other spouse is just getting away with whatever and they don't have to do anything. True. But what's the alternative? Still staying in the relationship and being upset that they're doing what they're going to do anyway. So by taking a responsibility and or go. That, or, just, or then leave. 
Well, that's the, right? that's the like, other that's, point, that's, right. right? That's what I'm saying is like, yeah. if you choose to stay, because right. I think so many people are afraid of, of confronting their spouse to be like, Hey, this needs to happen by this day. Like, here's some expectations. I, I just here. Sorry, go ahead. Finish. But it tied into, I was going to bring up something that someone posted. Yeah, no, I think, uh, but I think, I think that's where communication comes in. And not like you need to be X, Y, and Z in three months from now, or I'm moving out. Like those are threats, right? Like an honest, like, Hey, are we going to work towards this? Are we going to go to therapy? Are we going to get in some program? Are you going to go to therapy because you've identified you have some sort of issue that you need to work through on your own? So often what people do is like, Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'll go to therapy. I'll go to therapy. Right. You go to one session, you go to two sessions. Oh, I'm making progress. Oh, something came up. Oh, I had to do all oh, this. And before you know it, it's been a month or two. They haven't been back to therapy. They're not really making progress. Like you have to decide, like, how long are you going to put up with that with that just being the same answer over and over again? And if the answer is like, well, divorce seems scarier to me financially, you know, time wise with kid, whatever that is, if divorce seems like, well, that's way scarier then you have to accept like what you have. And, and it's then you're, because you're robbing your joy by constantly being disenfranchised by your partner's actions and behaviors, which they have clearly shown you, they have no interest in changing. Yeah. And so like, I just think you have to be the responsible party to say, am I in this or am I not? If I'm in this, I want this stuff to change to what degree that it doesn't change. Am I willing to accept and how have I communicated to them what I would like to see and how we can make forward progress? And you have to figure out how it becomes about a we thing. We, you and me, not you need to make changes. You should do this. I'm good. Blah, you, blah, blah, blah. We're great at calling out each other's faults. Like the ownership is on like, I want this. I want to make progress. Here's what I want. Is that something you want to commit to? Yeah. I mean, and, and really that is, that is the communication part. Um, and you'd said something about with communicating and it just made me think of one of the other comments that someone was like, well, how do I tell my wife of 17 years that her feet stink? And, and I'm just wondering, like, what, what are you talking about that you can't bring up? I think it was a joke. Was it? I think so. I don't know because then on Instagram too there was another there was another comment so, kind of similar to that and I'm just thinking like are are you really in such a relationship that you can't <laughs> share some of those <laughs> comments like right before dude, we got on live oh, Kate was here. like hey uh, can you go ahead and brush your teeth because we were on a Zoom call earlier and it's great <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't want to sit that close to you and I was like. Yeah, fair enough. Well, like, Love to go mean, ahead and brush my teeth. Right? Like, I mean, I brush mine too. A couple of so cups of did... coffee this morning, you know, <laughs> like... some bacon egg sandwich. Like, <laughs> probably not smelling so good. Okay, let me go ahead and handle it. But I that. just think like, you know, okay, so whether it was a joke or not, but my point is though, in having communication with your spouse, you should be able to bring up something like that that's like, kind of fluff type stuff like yeah hun like can we can we work on something to help your feet not stink so much and then because then you also have that connection that then it can get to the more serious kind con conversations right you should be able to have those lighthearted ones to be honest with each other so that you can have the deeper ones you know when we can sit there and be like yo like that 
that hurt when you did that. Hey, like, don't talk to me this way. Or, Hey, I really could use you to step up and do it this way. Like, why are you, you know, like, and that's stuff that we do and it's not always fun. Like, well, I shouldn't say really, it's never fun to have a, have a kind of a heated conversation like that. Um, but we also know that we've got to have it in order to grow closer and find some kind of middle ground that's going to work for us. So, uh, same thing. Anyway, we've got to, we've, yeah, we've got to, Heather's. <laughs> Heather, are you Heather, still on? Heather, are you still Ron's, here? Ron's here. Ron, what's um, up? Ron, Ron from Rachel. Ron, Ron from Rachel. Ron from Ron and Rachel. Ron Cool from Ron, Ron and Rachel. Ron and Rachel. Uh, <laughs> podcast episode number seven dropped uh, on Monday, as we said earlier. Um, there's some other questions in here. And I, I, I think we'll yeah, more, communication's more important. Here's the one, here's the one thing that I want to say on that is that, um, it becomes a practice, right? Mm -hmm. Like Kate asking me to brush my teeth. <laughs> like we can handle that conversation <laughs> and we can handle a larger conversation. Like we had whatever, a couple weeks ago, a date night about how she's feeling about things on a grander scale in the house and kids and, you know, my lack of follow through on commitments. And I think the sooner, like there's a great book called the four agreements. And one of those things in there, probably the most powerful thing at least for me, is don't take things personal. And if we've learned anything about our relationship over the, especially the last year with this woman we've been working with is like, it's less about you and it's more about them, right? Like I do things, the toilet paper, I don't even think. She goes in there. How can he do this again? How like is he trying to piss me off by putting the toilet paper in the wrong do way? That, I know, but I'm saying right, you right. could, right? I could, right? And, and I people used to. people I used take to. things that way, like, mm -hmm. oh, how could you do? And it's like I'm literally just oblivious, right? So don't let my <laughs> don't let my idiocracy cause upset in you because you can you view that a different way like it's less about you and then the flip side of that is that people give way more power to the other person in the relationship than they do themselves right so we sort of sit back and go oh man it's all about like it's all on them but what is your part both in 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 the positive actions and in dealing with the things that aren't so desirable, but the more you can deal with those like bit by bit by bit by bit, like little things, little upsets. And if you've got 10, 20 years worth of, you know, mistrust and lack of communication, even about stinky feet, like it has to start somewhere, right? It's like a pinprick of like, let's talk about this topic. And then we can and, move on and then we can move on and then we can move on. Uh, real, real quick. Chris asked about set bank accounts. Uh, I just want to hit some yeah. some real quick. Chris asked about bank accounts. Uh, previous marriage, uh, that woman was uh, pretty uh, insistent on having her own bank account. So she had a bank account. I had a bank account. And then we had a bank account that we paid the bills out of. Uh, quite frankly, it was a disaster. And uh, and and that that separate bank account thing was just one piece of, of like mistrust in, in that relationship. So I'm not saying that everybody that wants to have their separate bank account, uh, you know, there's a trust issue there. I just don't know why you wouldn't have them together. And for us, like we run a business together, we run a family together, we're transparent about things. Sometimes we each spend money on things that are our own personal 
effects. We don't really budget to like, we probably should be better about like, oh, you get a hundred dollars of fun money. But like, we pretty much buy what we want to buy. We communicate on the big stuff. We know what our main bills are. And, you know, we make decisions around large purchasing decisions, but there's no like, go look at the banking. Like, I don't know. I just feel like people being sneaky with money leads to being or being the, private with money leads. The to only time I think it's I, personally that I was like, oh, it would be helpful if we had a separate a separate account is when I want to actually buy him something and sure. like surprise him. Well, and Chris so, wants to buy signed football helmets. So you're saying that's like something that she wouldn't know you're not buying them for her right like that's something that she would know about i don't know man i just think like if you have to hide your hobbies and like things like that like just go to her be like yo i want to be able to spend five hundred dollars on this stuff that you might not value or five thousand dollars i don't know what it is yeah why she hates when i do that yeah but why wouldn't you rather rather get aligned with her on like what you spend your money on rather than like ah she doesn't like this so let me just sneak around her because how you do one thing in your relationship in your life is oftentimes how you do many things um so I just I, I think like there could be a larger trust thing. Yeah, there. I, I would under I would understand why she doesn't like it. What does she want to spend money on? Maybe she feels that she wants to spend money on things for herself and she can't because it's going to helmets that she doesn't like. Like find a way to balance it out so that like she can have her fun money, you can have your fun money. Like figure fi- like again, this is where it's like. Well, let me understand yeah. she why doesn't she doesn't like sports. She doesn't like sports, and he's hardcore. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- but what does she like? If she likes, she, right, what you is know, she, right. knitting or yoga, makeup, or whatever, clothes, like whatever. Allow her to be able to spend what she wants on her things, and then you have your money for your things, and then then just agree that it's like cool. We don't have to love what we're spending money on, but if. Because here's what we've come to recognize, and I, or at least I've certainly recognized this, is that if it brings him joy that he just spent money on something that he loves and he's going to enjoy, uh, for, where I'm just like, I don't know why you would spend money on that. That seems silly. And vice versa. We then are in a happier relationship. Like I get joy seeing that he got excited about something that he just bought. Now, every once in a while, I'll be like, like, do we really need to do that? Like, we should probably rein in our money of spending. Like, we said we were going to buy this for the house instead. Like, so sometimes there's a reality check that we have to have for each other. But overall, like, you know, or I have a budget, like I want to, you know, buy some clothes post-pregnancy or whatever. I want to go buy some stuff. And I said, I'll spend $500 and I spend 700 instead or whatever. It's like, oh, sorry, hon. Like I got a little, a little carried away, whatever. Like it happens, but we also have to then say, okay, but what does that mean for the month? Like, and we just rein it back in. But I, like, I, I get happy to see him happy buying something that he enjoys. And I could give like two like hoots about it. So, um, so come, you know, like have that conversation with your wife and find out like, you know, what is it that she wants to spend money on? Allow her to do that. You can do your helmets and sign helmets and whatever. Anyway, we we are we are super late for our phone call and Heather's not on. So we should um we should jump off. Anyway, so oh, uh we're gonna, no, there's so many good questions. There's so okay. many questions. We're gonna do this more often. Um and, and well, we're, we're gonna, gonna do it every Wednesday. 
Right. We're going to do it every Wednesday. Um, <laughs> more often than we have, not more often than once a week. Right. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. You can continue to text us. Where's Q, the phone? Text yeah, us. Q&A. Um, we'll have another link up that you can submit questions For, like off hours. But like I will respond with yeah. some questions and some thoughts in yeah, the we'll text both be as in soon there. as we get off the, this call. Yeah. And uh, and also for Instagram viewers, uh, you know, thanks for jumping on Instagram. We do this also live on our on our uh, Kate and Tanner page on Facebook. And you don't have um, to look at the ceiling. And you don't. Yeah, we'll get a better. We we were a little last minute here, so we'll get a better uh, view for Instagram. So it's not <laughs> a weird angle, um, but you can always jump jump on Instagram with um uh, with our Q and A's on Wednesdays. As One well, last so. thing. Uh, I don't know who this person is or if it's a real profile, but it says trust doesn't seem to be a good option in 2020 for new couples. Um, I don't know, man. I, so mm. I want to end on this is like a cup, a few weeks ago at the beginning of September, really, uh, after a training that we were on, I vowed to practice strategic ignorance. And I went into uh, all of my apps that have like suggestions for news feeds, mostly Google stuff. You open Google Chrome. They want to pump crap in your face. Like all of these things that were suggesting me information. Uh, and I have completely successfully blocked out the news. Anything I see on social media that's news related, you're gone. You're out of my feed. Anything in here, like gone. Like gone. And I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like, it's almost scary how much I have no idea what's happening right now in the world. And at the same point, I don't need to watch the news to know. Half of the country wants this president. Half of the country wants this president. There's a bunch of scandals. This person lied. Guess what? The, the, the forests are on fire because it's smoky here in Colorado. Like I understand things are bad. Things are challenging. And at the same point, People are having extreme success. And so if you're surrounded by a group of people that want to continue to remind you and tell you just how bad it is and how much you can't trust people in 2020 and all this other stuff, two things. One, if you think it's bad now, uh, it's going to get worse next year from the leaders that I trust that are talking about being prepared for what's coming. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. More bad things are going to happen. Newsflash. Give it 12 months. Uh, number two, like find a different circle, like curate what you see online, uninstall the news apps, tell Google, turn off the settings for Google to recommend stuff to you, like turn all that crap off and start focusing on what really matters in your life. Like that has like made a huge, huge difference for us. We're so focused on this. Like I have no idea what's going on in the no, world. Don't say me. you have no idea. Cause you, you have, I don't some, know what the headlines are. Yeah. You have, you, you, it's strategic ignorance. So strategic it's, ignorance. So you go in and you look at what's happening. I'm not even looking though. Well, I, I've stopped looking. Okay. I don't care you, about sports score. I don't care about any of it. Right. So pick what you enjoy, but don't get caught in like, oh, I need to know this because it's happening in the world. Chances are you don't. Right. Chances are you don't. We have There's a, a lot we have of a slightly stuff different happening. perspective on this. We'll talk about we this do. more uh, another time. We have, but strategic ignorance. I do believe that strategic ing if ignorance. If things are not going well in your marriage and at your home, focus on that more than you're focused on the election or the virus or anything else that's happening. Okay. Thanks for jumping on today. 
and joining us. We will do this again next Wednesday for Q&A. Don't forget to check out our latest episode with Ron and Rachel Cool on the One Relationship Podcast. And we've got uh, the number also posted too. So you can always submit your questions anonymously for the next time. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now. And we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the contact us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more Real Talk on The One Relationship.